0: All right, guys, this is the Just Not Good Enough podcast. I'm trying to figure out how to start this better. I'm not entirely sure how to do it. Some podcasts start with, what up, podcast fam? Some start with, good morning, good day, good evening. Some people say, hello. But I I don't know how to start this one. Anything I've tried just doesn't sound right. So just remember, just like the title of this podcast It's just not good enough. But maybe one day it will be. However, what I can tell you is that today marks the start of my new season of the Just Not Good Enough podcast. And we're going to start it with none other than the best person to start a podcast season with than the reigning Miss Missouri USA. 2022 Michaela McGee. She will also be competing October 3rd on Hulu FYI networks, and that will be the Miss USA 2022 competition. So before we get the podcast started, I would like to introduce to you guys Michaela and our sponsor, it is Smile Train.
1: Hey everyone, it's Michaela McGee, your Miss Missouri USA winner and Miss USA contestant. On behalf of the Just Not Good Enough podcast and myself, I am happy to tell you more about our sponsor for the episode, Smile Train. Smile Train pioneered a sustainable model of partnering with local medical professionals in more than 70 countries. In 22 years, it has supported more than 1.5 million safe cleft surgeries, more than all the other cleft charities combined. And as many people might not know, children born with clefts are often in need of more essential cleft treatments than just surgery. Because their partners provide local, year-round care, Smile Train is also able to fund nutritional support, dental care, orthodontic treatment, speech therapy, and psychological support for those who need it. Smile Train invests in their partners, Providing them with the state-of-the-art equipment and training they need to make safe and quality care possible for those who need it most. Go to smiletrain.org slash donate and donate $21 a month to make sure that every child with a cleft can receive the care they need whenever they need it.
0: I'm so excited that Michaela was able to record that for Smile Train. Smile Train means so much to so many people. And I'm so happy that they have agreed to be a part of this podcast episode. So without further ado, again, I will introduce to you Michaela McGee, Miss Missouri USA 2022. And what I hope is that she will also be, as of October 3rd, Miss USA. Can you tell the podcast who you are and tell them about yourself?
1: Absolutely. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Michaela McGee. I am your current reigning Miss Missouri USA. I'm going to go on on to compete in Miss USA 2022. This year, it's actually going to be held in Reno. Um, October 3rd is finals. You can find that on FYI Network or on Hulu Live. And other than that, I'm a multimedia personality in St. Louis. I was a sports broadcaster. Eight reporter for the number one station here in St. Louis, Fox 2 News, for three years. I actually had to step away from that to pursue Miss Missouri USA, but it's all turning out pretty well for me, I would say. Um, It was a good move on my end, but other than that, Yeah. I used to play professional basketball. I mean, we could go on for for a long time. I I wear a lot of hats. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No worries. By the way, any any podcast listener just know she's the only girl I can beat in basketball. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Do you would you like to do some rapid fire questions before we actually start into the nitty gritty?
1: Oh, let's do
0: it. All right. Favorite movie?
1: Oh, favorite movies.
0: uh, The Dark Knight. Favorite actress or actor or both? denzel and then favorite song
1: my favorite song ooh, I love yours j cole
0: oh wow that's a good one mm-hmm. favorite uh genre of music
1: r&b hands down okay <laughs> favorite food my favorite food probably sushi i like seafood so oh
0: that's yeah great that's a really good choice <laughs> um, what is another question i can ask you quote you live by
1: a quote that I live by. Ooh, that's a really good one because I'm a quote person. I literally look for quotes each and every single day of my life, but I would say one right now that's been resonating with me is if you know better, do better.
0: Know better, do better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then who told you that or how did you come about that?
1: Um, honestly, I feel like I am in a stage of life where I've been experiencing a lot of growth and I'm kind of in a transitional period and also a stage of just unknown. And I do think along this journey of becoming Miss USA, I'm sorry, becoming Miss Missouri hey, hey, USA. You can say whatever you want. Oh you, hey, Miss,
0: Miss USA, come on now.
1: No, right, right. God willing. But becoming Miss Missouri USA and stepping in this now trying to be Miss USA, having to leave a job that I absolutely loved as a sports anchor and news reporter. And again, just in life, we're always figuring something out, but we're always learning in the process, or at least that's the goal, right? So I feel over the past two years, I have learned so much, and it's now in the stages of if you know better, then do better, because if you have that information and you don't act on it, then you know, you're, you're really hurting yourself. You're doing yourself a disservice. So I'm really trying to take all the knowledge and wisdom and things that I've learned from people and licenses that I've gotten or failures that I've had in my life and really applying that.
0: Yeah. Hey, that's, that's really cool. I really like that quote Mm
1: -hmm. with
0: that. Is there any, uh, inspirational person in your life? Like what is the most inspirational person? Someone that you have either tried to emulate someone that you followed, Could it have been um, any family member that just spoke life into you? Yeah. Just any inspirational person in your life.
1: I am very blessed to have a lot of people in my life who speak encouragement, to be quite honest, and who really do pour into me and try to fill my cup up. But there has been no one who has served as more motivation or inspiration to me in my life than my dad.
0: Oh, awesome. That okay. is
1: my homie, my best friend. He's been my coach. He's been my teacher, uh, my confidant. And my family's very, very close and tight knit. But my dad is just someone who I've watched each and every single day of my life work hard, who is just a person of good character. He's honest. He's a man of his word, genuine, a go getter, a hustler, just everything that I've want to be as a person i have seen and have learned from him so yeah that's my guy <laughs>
0: hey hey that's amazing your dad sounds like an amazing man
1: he and is. that's
0: obviously hard to find in america as well
1: yeah yeah i agree
0: so with you running in, and uh running for miss missouri and also soon to be miss usa
1: mm-hmm. what
0: do you love about beauty pageants what like why do you love it so much
1: well, you know, Mickey, I am brand new to this world, actually. <laughs> so Miss Missouri USA was my first pageant that I've ever competed in. Oh, in wow. Life. Yeah. So I, um, again, a little bit bringing back what I said earlier, I was a professional athlete. I've had a sports background my entire life. I was a three sport varsity athlete in high school, went on to play division one college basketball, was lucky enough to be able to go and play a couple years professionally after that. But my whole world has been encompassed by sports and athletics. And I've always had a secret, you know, hidden desire for the arts. I've always wanted yeah. to go to theater and do things like that. But I knew my meal ticket was going to be athletics. I knew that's mm. what was going to pay for my college. I knew that's what was going to get me to the level that I wanted to be at. But I <laughs> really, it was a God thing. I mean, that's really the, it was a God thing. I met Joy Forrest who was the previous title holder of Miss Missouri USA at the Bomberito 500 last oh, year.
0: Oh wow. Okay. I
1: know. So next this weekend's going to be a full circle moment for me. But um I met her there and after meeting her we just started following each other on social media and it was very cordial chill, you know, we just became social media friends. But after meeting her just the thought of Miss Missouri USA and Miss USA and and pageants was just burning on my mind and my heart and my spirit. I was praying about it, thinking about it, waking up, thinking about it, going to bed, thinking about it. And I was like, Lord, what is going on? You know, once you start having so many thoughts, you hopefully start praying on it. So I started praying on it. And then the application dropped for Miss Missouri USA. And I was able to go in and research what the Miss Miss USA organization Um, You know, it was really about and what they represent and what they have done for women in the past who have held that of Miss USA. And I was like, wow, I think there's I think this is for me. And, you know, and yeah. thankfully, you know, it hasn't been an easy journey. I've had to sacrifice a lot. I've had to let go a lot of things that I've loved um, that I thought were my it thing. But, you know there's another quote, you know, tell God your plans and, you know, something like he'll laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: and, and he'll tell you what his are or something like that. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. And it's never been more true because we always have this idea of what our lives are going to look like or supposed to look like, or when we get settled in our comfort zone, like, oh yes, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be whenever God has different, bigger and better plans for us. So this was completely out of the blue for me. I never truly expected myself to get into pageants or beauty pageants but it again has been one of the best experiences of my life and I think the most transformative experience of my life. I really feel like I'm stepping into the woman that I want to be and that God destined me to be. So, it's been really good.
0: Hey, that's amazing. I am not really familiar with pageants. I wasn't a man pageant once and okay. <laughs> I had to like dress twice. I had to do a little um uh oh, what do they even call it not uh I don't want to say a trick because it's not a trick a talent. I had to a talent there you go yeah <sighs> I had I did to do I had to perform so what it ended up being was is I danced I uh I
1: did
0: you're about to find out so what oh. I did is I mashed up Take You Down by Chris Brown with Single Ladies <clears throat> by Beyonce and what I did is I started off the talent with uh, "Take You Down" by Chris Brown,
1: mm-hmm. I paused
0: it and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait!" I got something way better. And then I went into the whole dance routine of single ladies.
1: Oh, and
0: oh my gosh! I uh, I ended up I like coming in third or something. I lost to some guy that made like a sexy PB and J or something like that. Oh my! And all goodness. he did was dance and like put peanut butter and jelly on a sandwich. Don't know how it mm-hmm. won. Thought it was rigged, but uh, <laughs> you know right. that's fine. What made you? get into um i know you said like through prayer it was being put on your heart mm-hmm. but like what was that initial like push what was something like you know what i'm gonna do it What was, like what was the thought process like
1: yeah uh it was actually uh i think the biggest one initially was for my career um being in media uh, in broadcast doing local news i do have aspirations of being in a big network And even before we talked on here, you know, you've heard that I do aspire to be a game show host to create and host my own game show. So I felt like from what I've seen in the past title holders, some of the positions that they hold and some of these, you know, foot in the doors in media that they've been able to have, they've gone to networks and that's what I want. So I was like, oh yeah, you know, this will be great for my resume and it will also help prepare me and hopefully help me meet the people that I need to meet to get to that level. So that was number one. And then into a more, I would say deeper level is I've always wanted to be a leader.
0: Mm. You know, that's
1: that's always been on my heart. I've wanted to be a person that people, not just young women, but just people can look to and can trust to, to be a good example and can be relatable. Yeah. someone who can actually take a position of authority and power um, in our community and to make a difference you know and not just to hold that title but to really be a it sounds so cliche but to be a voice and to really yeah yeah you know just be a person who's putting their boots on the ground and doing it and not just talking about it and being Miss Missouri USA is a platform that one, not a lot of people are ever going to get in their life. Yeah. And two, it's the perfect platform to really use and go make a difference expected of you, you know? And I feel like I'm a person who I like to set expectations, but I also rise to expectations. And I think whenever I have people looking at and they're like, all right, what is she going to do? You know, is she going to make a difference? What causes is she going to care about? It, it puts pressure on me, but it's the good pressure that I like. Yeah, it's that pressure that's setting a fire inside of me. Like, okay, like, you can't just sit around and not do anything. It's time to start really being an advocate for your community, for the causes that you care about. And, and to spark that inspiration into other people. So that we're not just sitting here complaining about things and problems that we're all actually being doers.
0: Exactly. And that's taking your competition spirit from when you were playing sports, from what I saw softball, soccer, Mm -hmm. uh, basketball, and you're just basically putting it in a new environment and using it differently. And I think it's amazing because just the thinking about like my little cousins, uh, my friends, kids, and all like the little girls and little boys out there that are growing up in this world you kind of look forward and you, it's like scary. And so mm-hmm. having a positive role model like you being able to speak life into all these children, show them you know, the dreams and where you can go, I think that's just amazing. It's just an amazing thing to actually have a woman in the world who is just ready to be an example yeah. and, and leading them the right way instead of the wrong way, as we can see a lot of other people are doing.
1: Right. Um, mm-hmm.
0: No, yeah, continue.
1: Well, I was just going to say, just like you said, and I, you know, whatever floats your boat, you know, I'm never going to knock anyone for making the decisions or doing things in a way that they want to do. But I will second you on that. I don't think a lot of the women that we see in that are being projected in mainstream media are are necessarily positive role yeah. models for the younger generation, you know, and that is another huge reason why I decided like okay and why I kind of feel like God put that on my heart because I'm not perfect by any means and I will never sit here and claim to be but I do know that I, I have a heart for God and I have a heart to do the right thing and learning I'm I'm also thinking about these little girls who are looking at me and like okay well you know, she's, she's got some success in her life. She's done some things in her life. How has she done it? And I want them to know that you can be successful doing it the right way. And you don't have to sell your soul. You don't have to sell your body. You don't have to be overexposed. You don't have to, you know, give in or, or compromise your morals to have success. And that was a very big factor for me as well.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And well, very well put, which actually leads us into my main uh, question. Um, the title of this podcast is just not good enough. So my question to you is when in life, did you feel like you were just not good enough? And how did you overcome those feelings? That is such a deep
1: question. Um, and as I was thinking about it, I would say that I feel like I've always gone into everything in my life with an underdog mentality. Uh, I, like feeling like the underdog because again that is just something that fuels my fire um i have been very sound in my faith and i've actually had a lot of confidence (laughs) in my life even from a young age and i do credit that to my faith because i feel like i've always known who i am and who and whose i am i know i belong to the lord and i knew that i was destined for great things i genuinely felt that from a very young age which is odd but um, I'm hard on myself. And I think that's why there's been moments in my life where I felt like I wasn't good enough because I always feel like I can be doing better. But with that being said, having that underdog mentality and being the competitor that I am, I feel like I've always taken that challenge head on, whether that was with sports or school or my relationships, uh, a, new, a new task like Miss Missouri USA, whatever it was going to be, I knew I was going to give it 110% because even when people doubted me, I knew that I could prove them wrong.
0: With all that, you, um, the bullet points I wrote down were basically that the underdog mentality is something that you've had to deal with. So mm-hmm. when talking to the younger generation, most likely within your field, you'll probably be talking to a lot more little girls than uh, little boys, but it doesn't matter because you can cross them at any time. My question to you is, is, what would you tell a little girl or a little boy out there that feels like they're just always being uh, underestimated, um, they just are going through all these feelings where they feel like they are the underdog, and no one's giving them any any, any look, I guess is the best way to put it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and we all experience that. I mean, there are times in life, you know, where I feel like I've been slighted or I wasn't given the opportunity that I felt was justly mine, you know. Um, But what I can say is a no in the moment doesn't mean a no forever. And that every single no that you get in your life is just getting you one step closer to your yes. And you never know what when that yes is going to come, but what's important is that you stay ready, and realize that everything that you're going through, there's been jobs. Trust me, I got out of college and I was the one grinding. I was working four jobs. I was serving. I was a cocktail waitress. I was working Jeez. at Nike, you know. And what else was I doing? And I was like serving as a um, communications uh, part-time person for this company called Classified Nutrition, just making marketing and communications material for them. So life. You know, I'm just coming off of being a division one collegiate athlete. I'm thinking I deserve better. I should be doing better. Kind of in myself, like feeling a little bit of hurt and depression from that because I was like, what God, what do you have for me? What am I supposed to be doing? But even going to that serving job that I absolutely hated, I learned, (laughs) literally, I learned um, communications. I learned to deepen my communication skills. I learned how to Really uh, customer service, how to work with people, how to humble myself and be a servant, you know, yeah. and so highly of myself that I'm better than this or I should be doing better than this. Everything that you go through in your life, it's preparing you for that. Yes, that you are praying and hoping and wishing for whatever that may be. So I say to anyone who is going through that or experiencing those feelings, you just have to keep going. Do not give up and keep doing it the right way because it doesn't matter if you're getting a round of applause. It doesn't matter if people are coming up to you and, you know, acknowledging you or doing this, this, and that. I say work at everything you do as if you're working for the Lord because he sees it and he will acknowledge it and he will reward you when the time is right. And when he feels like your heart and your character is ready and he will equip you to go in and kill whatever it is that you do. So just keep going, do it the right way, and just know your time is coming.
0: Um, yeah, that's, that's really well put. Um, I actually was trying to ask a bunch of people what questions I can ask you. And one of these was brought to you by a guy named Anthony out in Orange County, California. Anthony. And he, he said, how do you navigate the feelings of self-worth through the validation of others?
1: Oh, see, this one is actually a tough one for me and something I feel I have to consciously make a decision on every day because I unfortunately have come to the realization I am a people pleaser. I like to, I don't like to disappoint people. And I like to make sure everyone else is good. You know, I will, I will put myself Um, In tough positions to make sure everyone else is good sometimes. I care about people and I want them to have either a good experience, a good time, or just make sure that they aren't in need of anything, you know? But I think where the balance comes in is that my worth does not come from what other people think about me. Um, And my worth does not come even from what I can do for other people. Because if we if we base our worth on other people's opinions or on what we are able to provide, we are always going to come up short because not everybody's going to like you and you can't accommodate for everybody and their needs on top of taking care of yourself. It's just, you know, until you can be in that position, which I hope that for everyone, I hope that we can all become in a place where we're financially well off and emotionally well off and spiritually well off and, you know, physically
0: well off. (laughs) And just a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Like where we
1: can do those things, but you know um, that comes with time and patience. And right now I'm not in that type of position, even though I try to put myself in that position. So I think just, again, going back to remembering that I am always a work in progress. I'm not going to be perfect, but I can still show up and be my best self each and every single day. And, you know, that might not be the same. You know, my best self might be different every single day, but as long as I'm giving 100% and as long as I am actively seeking to do good and actively seeking to to spread positivity into other people's lives. And again, I will, sorry, everybody, but I'm always going to bring it back to my faith. Just knowing that I am, I am the daughter's king or I'm the daughter of the king. You know what I'm saying? And he has good things for me. And he loves me. And he says I'm worthy. And he says that I'm destined for greatness. And he says that, you know, he has great plans for my life. And that he's going to take all of my mistakes and use them for good. So having that confidence in my relationship with Jesus and knowing like it's okay. I'm going to go through some hard times and I may disappoint some people. But as long as I'm living to please God, that's all that matters to me.
0: It's, you know, whether or not you believe in um God or any other religion and deity mm-hmm. and all that stuff, um, it's just the fact of having a well foundation of something that keeps mm-hmm. you going towards something else. Um, I agree. and it's the hardest thing because as you can probably see, um, looking throughout everybody in the world, there is a looking for a foundation, looking for that place in your heart, looking for that common ground because everything's so volatile in life and it's just, uh, it's a scary, it's a scary world. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are constantly looking as if they are empty. Like I said, whether or not that is for um, looking for religion or anything in life, it's just looking for purpose, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. So um, if you were to talk... To that. Yeah, yeah, if you want.
1: Yeah, I think like you said, searching for purpose and to know that we all do have a purpose in this world is the biggest thing. And it doesn't matter if it's a a big role, a small role, all roles are important, I would like to say. And again, pouring into yourself is huge. Because if you can't love yourself, it's hard to love others. And then in turn, it's really hard to love your own life, you know? So um, again, for anyone who's listening you got to take time to figure out the things that you do like about yourself and, and focusing on those and not so much on the things that you don't like or your flaws or your insecurities. What you water will grow. So if you focus on your insecurities and your disappointments and the mistakes of your past and your fears, if you continue to water those things, it's, gonna, it's going to overtake your thought process. And in turn, it's going to bleed into your life. But if you're watering the things that you love about yourself, if you can look at yourself in the mirror every day and just tell yourself five things that you really like about yourself, whether that's your personality, your eyes, your height, um, you know, the way that you help others, water those things and watch how much your life and your mind transform and how that in turn translates into your everyday life. It just makes everything so much more enjoyable whenever you can look at the good
0: that's definitely something I need to work on. Um, I call it chasing the rabbit down the rabbit hole. It's when Mm -hmm. you think of that one bad thing, the one thing you don't like about yourself, it's basically you're chasing that rabbit into a hole. But then once you hit that hole, the rabbit disappears and you're just in a hole Mm -hmm. and you're just, and you can't find your way out. Uh, You're looking. Sometimes I describe it as a, you're sitting at the bottom of a grave waiting for the dirt to be poured over you, but it's not, but you can't see a way out and you just see, nothing but constant like darkness. And that's because you let that one word, that one phrase, whether it was from you or from someone else, just drown you. And Mm -hmm. it's because um, I say this from me, but also uh, in general is that because you don't believe in what you have, like you said, the good qualities that you can constantly state um, all that stuff, you don't believe it. So you believe what other people say and that validation through others is what you're you know believing in and that's the hardest thing because like you said at the end of the day it's only you and what for your words exactly it's only you and god um and that's Mm -hmm. this how you can um save yourself from going down that rabbit hole and turning into alice in wonderland and falling forever Mm -hmm. so yeah that's like i said wonderfully put um Another question I have for you is if you were to look at your younger self, like little Miss Michaela, uh, (laughs) nine, eight, (laughs) whatever, about to hit, I mean, you probably remember all the problems, all the um, dating rejections, um, you know, not saying you did, but like maybe stealing a candy bar or anything like that. Mm -hmm. parents getting mad at you all that stuff if one of the big moments in your life that kind of shaped you to who you were today if you were to tell your younger self an hour before it happened a day before it happened that they were about to go through something what advice would you give your younger self before they hit that giant obstacle that changed their life forever
1: protect your heart and don't compromise your standards. And I say that because I would say one of the roughest patches I've had in my life was actually through a heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in college, you know, I was playing division one basketball and, and school was going great. Basketball was going great. And I say that with a grain of salt because college basketball is hard. And being <laughs> a freshman and sophomore, you know, like, you're an underclassman and it's hard to get your spot and that get about
0: five minutes a game. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I mean,
1: that came with its own struggles and, um, and mental challenges as well that I had to overcome. But I think it was going into my senior year when I went through a really bad breakup and we kind of relate on that level where I thought the person who I was with at that time was going to be the person who I was going to spend the rest of my life, you know? And, um, It just ended very badly. It ended very disrespectfully, Um, Mm. and then in turn, around that same time, I lost my brother. Now he wasn't my blood brother, but who's grown up in my home and who, if anyone were to ask, they would you know think we were brother and sister, one hundred percent. But he got killed in a hit and run,
0: drunk driving
1: accident. Yeah. So during that time, you know, I was just really going through a lot of emotions of sadness that I've never experienced before and emotions of betrayal and emotions of disappointment and then regret. And then on top of that, just being the person I am, I'm looking at myself like, well, what did you do wrong? You know, what's wrong with you? Um, and it brought just a wave of emotions that I had never experienced. And it it did take me into a cycle of depression. And I've never experienced time with that. Yeah. And being this accomplished student athlete, you know, team leader, team captain that I was, I didn't really even know how to handle those emotions, let alone talk to anybody about them, because I didn't want anybody to know that I was really struggling because I was going out and putting a smile on my face and still working hard and showing up to everything. But at night you know bawling my eyes out not knowing what to do how i was ever going to not feel like this again you know um but i really think i i allowed my i'm not gonna say i allowed myself to get that position but i think i could have avoided a lot of the mistakes i made in that season of my life if i would have took it more seriously to protect my heart Because one, the people we get into relationships with, whether that's romantically or just as friends, are so important because it shapes our reality. It shapes our world. It shapes the way we see ourselves. It shapes the way we see others. And it really is a big process in developing the person that we want to be in life. They say one of the most important decisions you can make in life is the person you marry. And that's a hundred percent true because the person you spend every day with needs to be someone who's pouring into you and, and feeding your needs and your wants and people who help you grow and not take yeah. away from that, you know? And then when I say don't compromise your standards is because this goes with sports and relationships. Um, you should always hold yourself to the highest standard and the most respect and you just, you deserve respect and you deserve to be treated, uh, like fairly (laughs) treated the way you would treat others. I would, I'll put it out like that. Like if you are giving good vibes and positivity and doing the right things for other people in your life, you deserve to have that reciprocated. So, but, and also, um, standards of consistency and just doing the right thing. And I say that with sports because I felt like when things weren't going my way in basketball or whatever in college, I would then be like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. And then I started losing focus and I saw, saw myself starting to dive into the wrong things and activities because I was like, oh, well, if it's not going to go right on this end then whatever like I can just go do this you know yeah so so I think Mm -hmm. you know just upholding the standards that you set for yourself and also the standards that you set for other people who are in your life is a big thing
0: that's a really great way to put it uh the golden rule doing to others as you want done Mm unto you and I mean I wish it was as easy as it said right I mean how many times how many times do we just give our heart and soul out to someone and Mm -hmm. they just take it Yeah. (laughs) they don't give it back Uh, I can't tell you uh, how many friendships and relationships that I like poured out to for years, especially college, because college year, everybody becomes a social butterfly. Most people Mm -hmm. become a social butterfly. They're talking to whoever. And like I know for me is I had a group of friends and I would just give, give, give. I'd pick them up from the airport because they lived out of state. I would take them wherever they wanted. Their parents would come to town. I'd drive them like an hour and a half to go there. I did all that. And that was it like yeah. they never reciprocated nothing not like you, you, i don't do it to have it reciprocated right but, but it's like i poured my heart and soul and i remember one time i was rooming with him mm-hmm. and i was just like you know i was like yo bro i was like you were one of the best friends i ever had he was like well you're not my best friend i was like what
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like in the heart.
0: <laughs> yeah i was like we I, you know i wasn't like proposing or nothing like that yeah. but still i was just like geez man like sorry let me rephrase that you're one of the Greatest friends I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. And I just realized, you know, and I, you know, hindsight's, you know, always better than when you're going through it. I just remember people being like, they're using you, they're taking mm-hmm. advantage of you. And I was like, no, they're not, whatever, you know, you know, love to love type deal. Right. But yeah.
1: Well, like you said, when you have a good heart, you aren't doing things to get things in return. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Out of the kindness of your heart. And we all fall short. You know, there's been times where my friends have had to come to me and be like, Michaela, you know, why don't you hit me up? Like, I can't always be the one hitting you up, which is so true. You know, I think if you just have healthy relationships, there's that open line of communication that you can have um, to where you can let each other know that where, where you are coming up short and what they need and what you need and how you can kind of have that balance. But I don't think it's about necessarily – expecting something in return but i think it's almost in that dynamic in a healthy relationship there is that that fluid fluidity
0: yeah yeah
1: of giving and receiving and it may be more at times than others because we all go through seasons you know where you may have more to give than i do right now or vice versa but um just healthy relationships are so 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 important
0: and you you know when it's healthy because that chemistry and that vibe is so undeniably you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, I actually, as you were speaking, I wrote down the word communication because I had a question for you about that. Mm -hmm. And communication is a big thing. And and that's something I realize now as I'm older than when I did when I was younger, if going through all my uh, heartaches, hangups, breakups, whatever you want to call it, if I just talk to someone Mm
1: -hmm. instead of
0: internalizing it, like I think I could have been, out and uh how do i say it less scarred yeah less hurt um less traumatized throughout the whole process if i just talk to someone Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: i've been a huge person by myself where it's just i'm introvertedly extroverted i Mm -hmm. keep to myself but i make sure that i'm always um out there for for people you know i'm always willing to meet people i'm a real like you said people person I always like that. But then I always tell people that they never get to know the real me because I'm a 100% introverted in that aspect. And so going through my thing was communication. And I know, um, therapy is huge for some people it works wonders for actually a lot of people that go through therapy but just talking to someone like you said you and your dad are really close Um, Mm -hmm. my dad and i are really close as well where i can talk to him and i really just bounce stuff off and even if he doesn't know the answer at least i was able to vocalize it yeah and now it's less of a daunting issue uh i don't there is a quote out there i don't know it offhand forgive me but it was basically says if you can verbalize your trauma your trauma be uh has less of a hold on you and Mm -hmm. it's because as long as you can talk about it you can keep talking about it yeah it no longer holds something over you and you're able to just kind of continue being you yeah granted you know when you break up it's hard, you know, <laughs> the world, the world ends. Taylor Swift makes that very clear. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a, a big issue. And so I know it's something I want to do in life is I ever come across people that are hurting, whether the young generation, the old generation too, sometimes they need people to talk to them. It's just like communicate. Hey, just let me know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I agree. And you know, sometimes it takes people time to get to a point where they can comfortably talk about it. Because I know for me personally, uh, even two years ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to sit on here and tell you my story about going into a spiral of depression and how that affected me because I was embarrassed by it you
0: know? Yeah, exactly. And I think
1: that is, uh, that's something that we see frequently in people is that they're embarrassed by their trauma. They're embarrassed by the things that they experienced or have gone through and their feelings about it. And I think we have to get to a point where we have to accept it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to feel betrayed. It's okay to feel not good enough at times, you know? And But, not and, but if you internalize it and you don't get it out, then it's going to eat you alive. Because that's the thing about whatever you water grows. Yeah. If you continue to sit on that regret and to sit on that pain and to just constantly let it eat you alive inside and not get it out to the point where you can comfortably talk about it, if you continue to sit in the embarrassment of it, I mean, you're not growing from the experience. And that's what I had to learn the hard way is that if you are not growing from the experience, then the experience holds you captive. And that captivity keeps you from experiencing freedom in your life, like getting the weight off of your, getting the weight off of your chest, allowing you to try new things, step into new relationships, step into new positions, travel. Like it literally, I, I under, I never understood depression until I went through it, but it bogs you down Mm -hmm. literally. So Yeah. Talk to people. I went and got a counselor. It wasn't by choice, actually, my basketball coach and and my school at the time, um, you know, it came out that I was struggling and, and they sent me to a school counselor and it was the best decision and the best move that they could have made for me. And I'm glad that I, I followed through on it. And, you know, I'm not seeing a therapist as of today, but who knows where I would be if I didn't have those moments where I did go to talk to somebody. And then finally, again, leaning onto my family and my, and my, my support system, feeling comfortable talking to them about it, and not necessarily seeking advice, but just having someone listen, listen to this, so I can just get it off my chest and out of my head.
0: And having that foundation is also what sets you up for success in the future. Mm-hmm. And, or I mean, if not now, you know, yeah. With going through all that, I do know your car was stolen recently. How oh, is yeah. how was that process?
1: It's been stressful. It was stressful in the moment. So, actually, St. Louis just experienced a record high rainfall about two or three weeks ago. I think now three weeks ago. And our whole community experienced flooding that has put people out of their homes. I mean, a lot of people are dealing with damages, roads being shut down. And our house actually was one that got hit. Now, we didn't get hit as bad as some other people, but my room and where I live, my dwelling space is in the basement. <laughs> so, so I um, had to get all of my stuff out, and I was keeping it in my car because that's obviously the only other place that I have to go. And the next day, it was stolen. And I drive a Hyundai, and if anybody is keeping up with the news, the Hyundais and Kias <laughs> are, are the most... <laughs> stolen. Yeah. Like candy. Yeah, they're just getting picked off like candy right now because of the Kia boys putting a stupid video out on yep. TikTok showing people how to steal cars with just a USB charger starter. So, so,
0: so uh,
1: yeah, it's been um, I just feel like for me, it was more so the timing of everything, you know, with me. I've been traveling a lot. I've been doing a lot of appearances. I'm getting back into working right now. And preparing for Miss USA, and then a lot of my stuff for my pageants, my heels, my shoes, my clothes, my crown, everything was in my car, and they took oh, my geez. car. So I felt like they took a piece of me, and I've had that car for 10 years now as well, which has been you know, my safe haven. I spend a lot of time in my car, as we all do. So yeah. I just felt violated. I felt stressed, and I was angry because I'm just so tired of the crime and the foolishness going on throughout our nation um, in terms of just dumb things like that. She's like, why are you taking someone's car? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. A simple decision to not do when you chose to do it. That's really weird to me, but whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm moving past it. They did find my car, but all of my stuff was gone. So they kind of ransacked it and it's pretty beat up. So still working with insurance to go through all of that and figure out, you know, what the next steps are, if I'm gonna have to total my car, if we're gonna get it fixed. Um, honestly, it's probably gonna be totaled because they really did, really did a number on it. But uh, yeah, you know, it's something that happened and as angry as I was about it and as stressed out as I was about it, life goes on. I still have, I still have my life I killed over my car um, and it's just stuff and it can be replaced. And that moment actually was pretty humbling and I'm actually now thankful for it because I feel like it was a moment from God to to reevaluate my priorities and really sit back and be like, look, you can have the world one day and the whole world can be taken from you the next. Yeah. So I need your eyes on me. I need you to remember the bigger picture of why I put you in this position on this journey. All that stuff can get replaced you know yeah, what I'm saying? exactly like, I, I need your heart and so it was it was it sucked but i actually am thankful for the experience right now
0: yeah well that, that's good again i'm sorry that that happened and i know <laughs> and i know me saying that really doesn't mean nothing at all but uh yeah it just it sucks when you're in a sense your life was taken from you <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. you had everything in there um but hey on to bigger and better things right
1: no seriously and i i genuinely believe that i don't think god takes anything away without at some point, you know, giving you 10 times more. So
0: Yeah.
1: I'm waiting on it and it's going to be just fine. I'm going to bounce back. So don't worry about it. <laughs> on to the
0: next. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyways, transitioning as we're ending the podcast. Uh let's end it on a lighter note. Yeah. So coming up to Miss USA, I don't know what uh the pageant um events entail. I do know, you know, you have to wear a dress. Uh, did they ever get rid of the swimsuit section? I know they were trying to at one point.
1: No. So there are some systems who have dropped the swimsuit portion of the competition, but Miss USA has not. And okay. I'm personally thankful for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's. Yes. Um, I know some people are just like, you know, very anti-it. But uh, that actually leads into my question. What is... One of the events that you know of, I tried researching it, but the Miss USA website is very um, not not up to date yet. Uh, I yeah. did notice that uh, the winner of last year was able to be in a Tyler Perry series. They got a mm-hmm. Porsche, in L.A. Um, condo. I don't know if they're still doing the, do you know the, the prizes for this year if you get an L.A. condo?
1: Yeah, so when the winner of Miss USA will get an LA condo, you get a six figure salary, you get a Porsche, you get to be the spokesperson for the Miss USA organization, get to travel the world, work with a bunch of our uh, partners in terms of community service. One is Smile Train that we work very heavily with.
0: Yes, Smile Train is amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of amazing things. And like you said, uh, some modeling opportunities media opportunities it's it's a really big deal I would think you know um, I know some people may think differently but I think what Crystal Stewart who is the um, owner of the Miss USA organization has come in and is looking to do with this whole pageantry reimagined and really actually take the winners of Miss USA and make them kind of this celebrity again we saw that during the donald trump era whenever he was owning it and we saw the opportunities and the way these women were were treated and really you know put into rooms where they could make a name for themselves exactly yeah people that they need and have that
0: platform
1: exactly and i feel like crystal is trying to do the same thing with pageantry reimagined and this Miss USA system. So I'm really thankful to be a part of it. I do hope and pray that I can be the next Miss USA. I believe that I can be, um, not just for the for the perks yeah. of it, but obviously just because I do believe in the direction that it's going.
0: Yeah, okay. So my question is, has there ever been a, a repeat state from year to year that won?
1: Oh my gosh, Mickey, I don't know. I told you I'm new to this. <laughs>
0: Okay. All right. So that leads to my question. You know what?
1: I'll tell you what the, the state title holder right now for Kentucky, she is also a very beautiful and well-rounded woman as is everyone representing their state or district this year. So this is going to be a really tough, tough class. Whoever wins this is going to be very deserving of it because it's going to be tough competition. Yeah. Everyone's beautiful. Everyone is just, like different personalities but great personalities very personable uh charismatic just genuine really genuinely really good girls i've uh, can i talk right now okay.
0: yeah yeah genuinely, go ahead
1: <laughs> genuinely really good girls who any of them you know would be great reps but i believe that i'm the one for the position
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. hey that's that's the perfect q a right there <laughs> So with uh, with your events, all right. So you got dress, you got swimsuit. Is there like a talent portion? No. Or... So in the
1: America system, in the America system, they do have talent. But in the Miss USA system, you just do your evening gown, which is to basically judge you on your on your presence. You know, yeah. the, the way you command a room, your grace, your elegance. Also the way
0: the, you glide.
1: Yeah. Also, <laughs> again, like it is a beauty pageant, so they want to see if you're if you're beautiful. You know. Um, Then they do swimsuit, which is to focus on your fitness and overall health. Do you care about your body? Do you take care of your body? That doesn't mean that you have to be a size zero and a stick. It's just like for your body and your body type, do you you take care of it? Which is why I am happy that they haven't taken swimwear out because I do think fitness is important. And I think that's something that we as a nation need to have – more awareness about is what we are consuming and the way we are taking care of our bodies. So I appreciate that with the Miss USA system and also interview. So mm. interview, mm. no one gets to see. We go into these private rooms and we get five minutes to speak with the panel of judges and just they have our paperwork that we submit and they just rapid fire off questions to us and we get to sit there, pour out our hearts, let them get to know us a little bit. Uh, really just conversational interview style. Hopefully, that's what I'm praying for. Hopefully, it's not too hot and heavy in there. <laughs> but, um, but that's fun. And then the girls who make it to the top 16, I think if you get to the top eight, you get to do an onstage question where the audience and viewers get to listen to it. But those are the three areas that we are judged on in the Miss USA system. And we will also be doing a costume competition at Miss USA, oh, but cool. that that is not judged. So each girl has to bring a costume that represents her state or something involving her state. So oh, it's that's gonna cool. Be, yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, I kind of feel like I know what uh, Hawaii might be.
1: <laughs> right, literally. <laughs> uh,
0: do you have an idea what your costume might be?
1: I do, I do. And I actually have no problem talking about it if you would like to. Yeah, hey,
0: I would, I would love to hear it.
1: Okay, so... I won't give the exact details of the costume, but my costume is inspired by Maya Angelou. Okay. Maya Angelou is a St. Louis native, and obviously she's civil rights activist, poet, author, all the things. But she is actually one of the women who really got me on my poetry journey and my creative writing journey. So it kind of has some sentimental value to me, but then her also being from Missouri and having had such a you know, prestigious career Yeah. and someone who has made such a difference during her lifetime, which, uh, you know, RIP to her, but someone who has made such a big impact um, in so many different areas of life. And really, I feel lived her life in a way that was unapologetic. She did what she wanted and, and didn't really ask questions about it. And I, yeah. I, I like that. So um, my, my costume is inspired by Maya Angelou. Yes.
0: Yeah. Hey, that's amazing. So, with that being said, October 3rd is the date. I know you can probably watch it on Hulu and I think there's another channel it is on. But yes, yeah, do yes. you have so you any information the- you wanna share?
1: <laughs> yeah, so October 3rd is gonna be the Miss USA Finals. You can watch it on FYI network or you can watch it on Hulu Live. It will be streamed on both. And I believe at eight o'clock, eight okay. o'clock Eastern time.
0: All right, so yeah, 5 Pacific, Mm -hmm. uh, 7 Central.
1: 7 Central, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Or what is it, uh, 2 o'clock in Hawaii, (laughs) (laughs) 3 o'clock in Alaska. We can can name them all. Mm -hmm. Michaela, how can people get a hold of you, follow you? Um, What info do you want to share with people that are looking to get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, so I appreciate everyone who has been supporting me and showing me love on this journey. I have to shout out St. Louis because (laughs) my city has definitely gone above and beyond for me from just the residents to the businesses. So thank you all so much. But I appreciate and receive any type of encouragement and positivity that anyone wants to send out to me, no matter what part of the nation you're in, because hopefully I will be our nation's representative. So, if you want to follow me, you can do so on Instagram. And that's at Michaela McGee, M-I-K-A-L-A-M-C-G-H-E-E. You can also follow my official account, which is at Miss Mo Usa M-I-S-S-M-O-U-S-A. And if you would like to contact me about any business inquiries or appearances, or if you want me to help get involved with an organization or cause that you're passionate about. If you would like to answer of mine going into Miss USA, which I'm always looking for more, you can email me at Miss Mo USA 2022 at gmail.com.
0: All right. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> well, anyways, I hope, I hope and wish you the best for your future, uh hopefully it, might, it is uh, Miss USA, and if it's not, it's game show host. Uh, you <laughs> right. know, do you have a specific game show you want to be host of?
1: You know, I am very – okay. I want to create my own. And just because I am very into athletics and just physical competitions, it, I don't know if anybody remembers the MTV show called The Gauntlet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would kind of <laughs> want to base it off that but put my own twist on it. But if when and ever Steve Harvey was set down <laughs> and retired from Family Feud, I would love to take the reins on that.
0: Hey, they definitely do need a female host. They haven't. Ha- I'm saying, I not even have one yet. I don't, don't think they, think that they have, have right? a
1: female host for Family Feud. And the thing is, is I do love Steve Harvey. He does such a good job with it.
0: Oh, but he's the best. It,
1: like, you know, aren't you tired? Don't you want to retire?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has enough money. It's fine.
1: Yeah, you have other people who are ready to step up.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Well, anyways, Michaela, thank you so much for being on and speaking life into whoever's listening. Um, I just want to end the show. Is there any uh, words you want to tell people? I like to tell people all the time that they're loved, that they are worthy of so much more than their current situation and that they are not alone. There are people that um, love them. And even though they may not know them, there's always people out there wanting the best for them.
1: Absolutely. Well, I first want to take a moment just to give you your flowers, Mickey, because I think that this podcast, Just Not Good Enough, is very inspirational. I think you just taking your life challenges and everything that you've been through and pouring it into here and really just exposing your heart and allowing other people to come on here and tell their stories is really, really powerful. So... I'm proud of you and I know that. This <laughs> Thank is you so be- much. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that first and foremost, but to anyone out there listening, I will leave you with the affirmation of I am destined for greatness because you are. And it doesn't matter where you come from, what you've been through, what you're going through. Keep going because you are destined for good and great things.
0: Very well put. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day and Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm going to see you around. I'm cutting to <laughs> run into each other.
0: Wow, wow, wow. Did you guys listen to that? I hope you did because if you're listening to me, you made it all the way through. And I hope that you enjoyed every moment of it. So if you're asleep, wake up, replay it again because Michaela McGee so much knowledge, so much truth bombs in this episode. It was simply amazing. I hope that you took something away from this. I hope that you really listened to her because she has something to say and she has a voice to say it. She is one of the most compassionate people I've met. She has a heart of gold and she is on to something so great. She is definitely definitely something special I hope that you guys will follow her and you guys will support her on her quest for Miss USA 2022 on October 3rd on Hulu and FYI networks it's so amazing to think that with determination with grit with just a drive and motivation that she was able to make it to where she is today And what a platform that she has. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and you enjoyed listening to Michaela McGee, who again is one of the most amazing people that you can have the chance to listen to. And I hope that you guys will follow her at Michaela McGee and also at Miss Mo USA. You can also follow me at jnge podcast that is the just not good enough podcast just with initials so again that is at jnge podcast for all your social media platforms also if you guys would like to drop a five-star review on this podcast on itunes i would be greatly appreciative of it i'm trying to start something new i'm trying to get this going And starting it off with Michaela McGee makes it nothing but amazing. So stay tuned for the next episode. I will be interviewing a quarterback from the island of Hawaii. And his name is Reese Foy. Please tune in to the next episode when it drops. Love you guys. Thank you so much for your listening ears thank you that you have given me the opportunity to grace your day and hopefully at the end of the day even if you feel like you were just not good enough I want you to know you are good enough and you are loved and you're cared for and you're thought of and at the end of the day you're worth something I will talk to you guys later